you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week. And certainly this challenging period for Missouri basketball has brought out the fire Conzo Martin crowd. And well, as I like to do on this show, I want to add a bit of context and perspective to those people wanting to possibly prematurely make that move. And also, well, I made some assumptions about Kim English's feelings about Mike Anderson yesterday that frankly, I need to correct. But also, I get the feeling that maybe my audience is a little burnout on basketball right now. So you know what? Let's lead with football. And also, I got to tell you that this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And certainly, the big news around the football program is that David Gibbs, Missouri's secondary coach for the past few seasons and a holdover from the Barry Odom regime, is moving on. He is taking the co-defensive coordinator position at UCF, Central Florida. And, well, as you're probably aware, Gus Malzahn is the new coach at Central Florida, the former coach of Auburn until just the past couple months here. But you might note, yes, Eli Drinkwitz has a big connection to Gus Malzahn as well. So I got to imagine, and again, I got in a little bit of trouble making assumptions yesterday, but what the heck, let's dive right in and make a few more. And I got to assume that Eli Drinkwitz was not taken by surprise by this move. And in fact, I'm guessing Eli and David Gibbs probably had some honest conversations about where Gibbs saw himself in this program and where Eli saw him in this program, not only currently, but in the future. Given the fact that Gibbs was one of the biggest people that may have gotten the defensive coordinator position, one of the biggest candidates, other than Steve Wilkes, the man who ended up getting the job. Now, it's interesting to note that Gibbs is now the third man that was a holdover from the Barry Odom staff That is now gone. That means all three of the holdovers from the previous regime on the defensive side of the football are gone. That means Ryan Ryan Walters, Brick Haley, and now David Gibbs. Well, obviously those guys were held over in the hopes that the continuity from the previous solid 2019 defense, well, hopefully, obviously Eli was hoping that would bear some fruit. And clearly he was a little bit disappointed. I think you can infer that. or Yeah, I think you can infer that by the fact that all three of those guys are now gone. Now, I certainly assume that Eli Drinkwitz is going to hire another defensive assistant coach, but I'm not necessarily assuming that that person is going to be a secondary coach or a defensive backs coach. Now, maybe he will be. I'm just saying... There was already the case where Charlie Harbison is already listed as a defensive backs coach along with David Gibbs. So it wouldn't exactly be a shock to me if we saw maybe a slightly different makeup of this Mizzou assistant staff. Who knows where Eli could decide to add another body to this staff. 
overall, this move is really a very little concern to me whatsoever, although Gibbs did seem to be a pretty well-liked guy around the program. I think the bottom line is you see, especially when a new coach comes in, you have to expect a lot of shuffling among the defensive staff, especially when maybe things didn't go up to snuff on defense at times last year, you know, depending on the game, right? There were some really strong defensive performances and then especially at the end of the season, some not so strong defensive performances. But the reality is football coaching is a very competitive environment. And frankly, these guys, almost all of them have aspirations of at the very least being a defensive or offensive coordinator and calling some plays. But heck, I would, I would argue the vast majority of them probably in the back of their mind want to be a head coach someday too. And the way you accomplish those goals well frankly most of the time you're gonna have to move around so nothing to really over analyze here but maybe one thing to monitor is four-star state safety slash athlete you know he's a multiple kind of position player I guess you could say but I think Missouri is recruiting him more as a safety and that's Isaac Thompson from the St. Louis area now I know David Gibbs was a big big factor in luring Isaac Thompson into the fold at Missouri, getting him to sign on the dotted line. And also, uh, apparently, this is according to Gabe DeArmond at Power Mizzou, apparently his family was definitely hoping that he would get that defensive coordinator position as well. So some easy math can be done there, and it makes you think, gee, is his commitment, could he maybe back out, go somewhere else at this point? I suppose he could, but this late in the process, I don't think I'd bet on it. And honestly, I think as good of a recruiter as Eli Drinkwitz is and the kind of momentum the Missouri program has right now, it seems like that class is pretty close-knit. So I, I don't see him moving on, but it's certainly possible. In the case of Isaac Thompson over the next few weeks, no news will certainly be good news. And now I do want to transition into basketball, including a current elite basketball program that I really believe is a template for what Missouri can do. I think it's realistic that Missouri can follow what this team does quite easily and get themselves in the top 10 of 15 as well. But of course, I first have to tell you about our title sponsor, and that's rockauto.com. Did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? Well, here's the good news. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low, and they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on market fluctuations, much like an airline would do. And here's the best part. Are you ready for it? Yes, this is, in fact, the best part. Yes, you don't have to expose your personal information on yet another website. RockAuto.com is for everybody, so they do not require a membership or yet another account login for you to remember the details of. Who needs all that crap, right? So instead, go to RockAuto.com and see all the parts available for your vehicle and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. 
Peter Bukowski, hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with an, with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On today, wherever you get your pods. And I'll tell you, finally, some good news for the University of Missouri's basketball team. Jeremiah Tillman will be back against South Carolina tomorrow on Saturday. And by golly, not a moment too soon. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't don't misunderstand my tone here. I'm not saying that Jeremiah should have been back sooner or anything. I'm just saying I'm really, really happy to see him back. Now, speaking of the availability on the other side of the court, I mentioned earlier this week that South Carolina had a couple guys sit out against Tennessee. Well, according to Frank Martin this week, he said he'd be, quote, shocked if sophomore guard Jermaine Kusnard played on Saturday against Missouri. He said, quote, he's not good to go. I'll be shocked if he plays on Saturday. Obviously, an important player there for the fairly depth-challenged Gamecocks. And then also, Justin Manaya's status for the Cox is definitely up in the air as well. Uh, a couple games ago against Ole Miss, I believe, Manaya dough for a loose ball, collided with his teammate, A.J. Lawson. So basically right now he's in the concussion protocol. According to Martin, he did some – he practiced a little bit on Thursday. The plan is for him to do a little bit more today, Friday, as we record this. So basically it's he, he's definitely a true game-time decision, and we'll just have to see how he responds in terms of his concussion symptoms in the next couple days. And quickly, I want to correct something from the previous episode. I hope everybody realizes that my Mike Anderson rant was a tiny bit tongue-in-cheek, but I was being somewhat serious when I assumed that there may have still been some bitterness between Kim English and Mike Anderson, but, well, allow me to clarify. On the day of Mike's 400th victory, Kim tweeted out, I'm about to Photoshop myself into one of these photos. LOL, JK, congrats, Coach A. Here's to 400 more. So obviously, not a lot of bitterness at that moment. So apparently, Kim English is a more mature person than I am. Well, you know what? Good for you, buddy. I am still deeply, deeply bitter. But in all seriousness, I do think if there's a way for Missouri to get back to the heights that it reached during the heights of the Mike Anderson era between 2009 and 2011, I do think that Missouri could play with more pace in general. And that's certainly that's something that Konza's done a little bit better of a job this year. But really what I want to get at is there's a, a program out there that is doing really, really well right now and really kind of shockingly well. And I think it's something that Missouri could absolutely replicate. And that's the Alabama Crimson Tide, everybody. Yes, while what Alabama is doing in football is absolutely not replicable whatsoever from Missouri, just for a whole host of reasons, well, frankly, Missouri actually has more advantages in terms of a basketball program than Alabama does. Because think about it. While, yes, Alabama, the football program, you're able to bring in a lot of money with that monolith. Well, frankly, it is such a monolith that most of those resources are, and attention, of course, is going to be poured in to that football program. 
And you notice the Coleman Coliseum where the Tide plays basketball. Well, that building opened in 1968. So Mizzou Arena is almost 40 years newer than that building. So you got to imagine all the other basketball facilities are quite a bit more advanced as well. Because the thing is, Alabama basketball is not filled with a bunch of four-star, five-star recruits. I'm sure they have a four-star, five, or a couple four-star guys on that roster. Don't get me wrong, but you know what? So does Missouri on this current team. So it's not as though talent is really the difference. To me, it's all about roster management and just what Nate Oates looks for versus what Conzo Martin looks for. Now, this is only, keep in mind, this is only Nate Oates' second season at Alabama. And in his first season, he took over an Avery Johnson squad that finished 103rd nationally in offense. Well, in just one season down in Tuscaloosa, he rose that all the way from, again, 103 to 37th in the country. Now, the, the giveaway there was that, well, they gave up a lot offensively. Again, Johnson's last year in Tuscaloosa, the Tide were 58th in defense. Well, Nate Oates' first year, they dropped all the way down to 114. But this season, the Alabama offense is even better. They raised up about 12 spots to number 24, but their defense, believe it or not, has gone all the way from 114 the previous year to second. Yes, that's right, second nationally. And that's without not that much of a different roster from the previous season, quite honestly. And in fact, probably their best NBA talent, Kyra Lewis, has moved on to the league. So what is Nate Oates doing? He's putting five guys on the court at all times who can dribble, pass, and shoot for the most part. Even their big guy, their ostensible center, Alex Reese, can even put the ball on the floor and step back and shoot a three. So what that does is it makes every single player on the basketball court dangerous for Alabama. And again, they don't have any superstars. We're not talking about a Michael Porter Jr. guy who's coming in and taking over. They just have five guys who know how to share the basketball, and all of them are capable of scoring. That's really as simple as it is. And now in his second season, Oates has put in the second part of it. He's put in his defense. Once he got his guys last year to buy into his offense, playing with space, shooting a lot of three-pointers, and being ready to, to, to attack off the dribble when you have the opportunity, well, now he's put in his defensive rotations, and he's got in a bunch of guys who, a bunch of guys who knew how to play together offensively. Well, suddenly you're now seeing the second half of it. Now they know how to play together defensively as well. And that's something that I've always maintained in this podcast and as an observer of basketball, frankly, since back in college and observing Bob Burchard's teams at Columbia College. The ones who play together the best do it on both ends of the court. It's not just offense. It's not just defense. When you're bought in on one end, you tend to be bought in on the other end as well. Frankly, I'm completely jealous of what Alabama is doing right now in basketball more than any of any other program because again this is something that Missouri can actually replicate. This is something that they can do. This is realistic. I'm not talking about turning them into Alabama football. If we can't be Alabama basketball, then what the heck are we doing? Now don't get me wrong, Nate Oates deserves a lot of credit. A ton of credit. 
I'm just saying, here's the blueprint if you're Missouri. However, I don't want anybody to misconstrue my tone here. This is not a case to get rid of Conzo Martin at this point. And frankly, while this has been a frustrating stretch, I think we need to take a more realistic look at that particular opinion that's out there on the internet. But you know what? First, let's talk about betonline.ag. And frankly, there's a lot of questions on the internet about, hey, how do you actually bet? Where should I put my money? Where, where can I actually trust my money on the internet to get into this new world of gambling? Well, frankly, here at the Locked On Podcast Network, there's only one place we trust and one place that has you covered, and that's betonline.ag. So no, no matter if you're into college basketball, the NBA, hockey, hey, maybe you've got some baseball futures you want to dip into. Well, again, the only place you need to go is betonline.ag, and we've got a great deal for you. Sign up for a free account today. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on whatever you buy in for. Just use the promo code Locked On, and again, you'll get 50 percent on top of whatever your first deposit is that's promo code locked on at bet online your online sportsbook experts and if you're still listening to this final segment i can almost guarantee you are a passionate missouri basketball fan and you know what i love the tigers especially the basketball team as much as anybody but you know what let's be realistic about something while we can be frustrated with Conzo Martin, let's let's put the Missouri basketball program in context. Let's keep in mind that it's been essentially a decade since Missouri has won an NCAA tournament game. Yes, not since 2010 against Clemson, if I'm remembering that off the top of my head. So with all that in mind, despite the fact that this three-game losing streak has been frustrating and certainly lowered the expectations maybe for the rest of this season, it's hard to imagine that Missouri is going to fire Conzo Martin. Just on that alone. Now, as you might also be aware, in order for Missouri to fire Conzo Martin after this season, they would have to pay him $6 million on the way out. Now, that's on top. That's just his buyout. Then you'd also have to buy out his assistant coaches, and you have to find new money for this new coach. How realistic does that sound? Now, again, some more context. Missouri just got two separate $10 million anonymous donations for the new indoor practice facility. Do we think that that money is just sitting out there? Another $6 million is just – a lot of fans are just assuming, oh, you know, money grows on trees and some rich guy will just cut a check. I'm sorry, I just don't see a scenario in which it's worth it for Missouri to just light $6 million on fire. Now, again, that $20 million in total donations, there's going to be something tangible to that. We're not just paying $6 million for some for somebody to go away, especially when we don't know for a fact that the next coach is going to actually be better than Conzo Martin. See, we can say with pretty good certainty that this new practice facility will at the very least be helpful to Missouri. I don't know how we quantify that, but at least there doesn't appear to be a massive downside other than, you know, obviously there's an opportunity cost there. No doubt about it. You could have spent that $20 million 
on something else. But clearly, this is what Eli Drinkwitz wants, so we're going with his judgment. We're going to defer to it. But on the other hand, if you just take $6 million, get rid of Conzo Martin, well, then what? That's my question. What college basketball coach is out there that you could just guarantee that Missouri can realistically get, by the way, who is out there that's suddenly going to automatically, more or less, make this program on a higher level? Well, honestly, there's only one name out there. And I'm not even for this, but there really is only one guy out there that would even make a, a modicum of sense to buy out Conzo Martin after this season, especially assuming he still makes the NCAA tournament. And that would be Rick Patino, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I'm not saying we should hire Rick Patino. I'm really not. I think Rick Patino is kind of a scumbag, to be honest with you. And I'd rather go down with the Conzo Martin ship more than likely than actually hope that scumbag Rick Patino in his 60s has another run in him at an elite program or another elite run at him, in him, I should say. Because you got to understand, Patino left Louisville in 2017 in much disgrace, has now come back this season with Iona for one year, hadn't been a head coach in four years or so. I don't know, man. That seems like a massive, massive risk. But you got to say, Rick Patino, guys, won a national championship at Kentucky, then went on to Louisville, won a national championship there as well. At least there's an elite coach for, yes, some really bad reasons is now on the market, essentially. He's, he's openly said that he's not going to finish his career in Iona. This is a stepping stone for him. So clearly Rick Patino is looking for one more major job. Could it be at Missouri? I guess it could be in theory, but I don't know. Without going too deeply into all the things that Rick Patino was accused of during his time at Louisville, honestly, maybe I'm naive, but the whole student-athlete thing, it does mean something to me still at this point. I just don't want a complete slime ball to be sort of molding young hearts and minds like Rick Patino surely would be. I'm just not interested. Maybe you would be, but I'm not. And if you are, frankly, that's fair. I could, I'm sure if, if Rick Patino came in and got Missouri to a Final Four within two years, I would be the last person who'd be complaining. So yes, at some level, we fans are all hypocrites. And with all that being said, hopefully Missouri can get off the schneid tomorrow at 1 o'clock in Columbia, South Carolina. And certainly I will have a recap of that game as soon as I can get it up. Hopefully around 4, 4.30 tomorrow, maybe something like that. So I'll plan to see you then right here on Locked on Missouri.